Welcome back, guys, to the Four Cooplin Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Tuesday. So, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for the support recently on the episodes. I uh, really, really, really do appreciate it, guys. I, I, I really don't know what to say. Um, it, 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 you know, you wouldn't think so, but it really does drive me to really want to keep making episodes when it gets, when it does, when it does well. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much. And um, yeah, so just a couple things here. We only have three things to talk about. But, um, so yeah, let's get right into today's episode. So, oh, that's what I was going to say first. First off, I was going to say, before we started, I was going to ask if you guys can, I'm going to have all my social links down below. Let me know what you guys think about today's episode. Let me know what you guys, if you guys liked it. And then, also, please make sure to rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. Again, it just helps me kind of... It just kind of helps spread the podcast around. It kind of helps promote it a little bit more. It helps promote it on the platform when it gets a good rating. So if you guys, I would appreciate if you guys could go ahead and rate the podcast if you guys like it or not on Google and Apple Podcasts. Anyway, now we can get into it. So. First thing here is former Washington football team player and and Seahawk corner Quentin Dunbar is now signing with the Lions on a one-year deal. So this is coming in after Quentin Dunbar um, had a arrest last year. Yeah, this is what it was. Surrendered to the Myanmar, Florida Police Department in May of last year on after a warrant was issued for his arrest on armed robbery charges. I actually remember talking about that on here. Charges against Dunbar were subsequently declined. Dunbar is a six-season veteran who garnered six starts with the Seahawks last year and is heading to Motown on a one-year deal. Rate number 83 among Greg Rosenthal's 101 free agents list of 2021. Dunbar heads to the Lions under the new Dan Campbell regime, regime on, a prove it, on a prove it deal for himself and as a low-risk, high-reward addition for Detroit's rebuild. Heading into his age 29 season, Dunbar is likely to compete for snaps with um, uh, oh, excuse me, for, uh, phew, I can't speak. Dunbar is likely to compete for snaps with Amani Arurie and and Corn Elder at cornerback with 2020 number 20 uh 2020 number three overall pick Jeff Akuda locked into the starting lineup. Yeah, Jeff Akuda isn't going nowhere. Uh, thereafter, Dunbar played his first and only season with the Seahawks, recorded 30 tackles and five passes defended after five years in Washington, in which he was more often than not a spot starter for the squad until a 2019 showing in which he had 11 starts. As noted by Garofolo, Dunbar will reunite with assistant coach Aubrey Pleasant with the same corner in Washington at the start of his career. New Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, a former NFL corner, got along well with Dunbar during his Detroit visit. Now Dunbar look, 
Now, Dunbar looked to add a veteran presence to a Lions squad aiming to find its legs in its latest revamp. So, yeah, I... It's amazing to see how much a player... It, no, that's not what I was going to say. It's amazing to find out how, like, you would assume it wouldn't happen that often that a player gets picked up and then you end up finding out that it's because everyone kind of knows a person. Like, I mean, like, a player gets signed or whatever and it ends up being tied to another person already playing or and they ended up playing together in the past or ends up being a player to coach connection, some sort of coach connection, you know, whether that be head coach or coordinator or whatever. So then there's like, a, oh, we need to bring this guy in because he was with them before and, you know, give him a good word and whatnot. It's amazing how often that really does happen. Like you wouldn't think that it happens that often. It honestly kind of does. Like that's that that happens a lot more than you may think. Honestly, like that really does come up more than you may think. And and it's surprising to see that you know, you you you're with these people in the past and then you move on and then you don't think that you ever play or work with them again, a person again, and then next thing you know you do. And it's just it's just crazy how life works and how people come around and you don't think you're going to see people again, then that something ends up happening. It may not be for a while, but something ends up happening to where you do. And so it's just, it's just crazy how it works that way. And then here we have, I didn't know, I didn't know if I should add this, but I was like, oh, I could talk about this. Daniel Jones is reportedly gathering some giant, uh, some former, some, Giants players, some Giants teammates for a throwing session in Arizona. So the Giants were no longer see seller dwellers in the NFL, not after a brief playoff push that fell short in a busy offseason, and their quarterback is acting as such. Daniel Jones bringing together his Giants teammates. There'll be some throwing sessions this week in Arizona. Ian Rappaport reported on Monday. So this group of this group for the throwing session will include some receivers, tight ends, and also some offensive linemen. Rappaport added with Jones organizing the whole thing. Jones has a new group of targets to get to know thanks to Giants general manager Dave Gentleman's spending efforts that saw New York add Kenny Galladay and John Ross to its receiving core and Kyle Rudolph to its tight ends room. Quarterback has also a better understanding of an offense he was forced to learn Entirely remotely at this time last year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. After nearly a full season, Jones missed two of them due to uh, two games due to injury, but pretty much a whole year in Jason Garrett's offense. The quarterback is guaranteed to have a better grip on what is expected of him in the team system. uh, Daniel Jones will also be able to get some knowledge on some on some of the passes he's gained to his new teammates, starting with informal settings such as this in Arizona. No replacement for reps in Jones and company are getting some early, uh, some early reps in April. With the offseason schedule yet to be solidified, these Giants don't seem to be wasting any time working for it. Yeah, so what I was going to – what I wanted to add about this, what I want – the main reason I wanted to add this is because I love that Daniel Jones is really taking – 
Like, he, he, he's really taking initiative. He's saying, you know what? I know that this is my team, obviously, that this is my team. And I know that I need to step up because I know that I'm the quarterback. And, and see, so the nice thing about Daniel Jones is he knows that he can prepare because I think that he – I think that as of right now, he's the quarterback for the team. And so, you know, I, I think that he – I think that he knows that, and I think that's why he's really taking a jump on it early because he knows that he's got to be the guy – and that it's all up to him. And I, I like that he's really taking initiative and saying, you know what? We got some new guys. I want to try to form a chemistry with them. And John Ross and Kenny Galladay. And they're both really, really high-quality players, honestly. And then you get Kyle Rudolph. And that, that's a big addition. Uh, he, he's definitely... It's going to be weird, though, because I'm, I'm used to seeing him on the Vikings. So it's going to be weird to see you know, him on a different team. So, especially on the Giants. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to add this in there and say, I'm just, I'm happy to see Daniel Jones just really doing his thing. Like, he knows that he can improve and he knows that, you know, he needs to build a chemistry with these players and just the fact that he knows how important it is and the fact that, you know, he knows that this kind of stuff will get noticed. And I think he's going to get a lot of praise for it because I, I I respect any quarterback in the NFL that will actually go out and – excuse me. I like any quarterback that goes out there and actually, like, takes initiative when they know that they're the quarterback and they know that they need to step up and do what they need to do. And nine times about a ten, when our quarterback – initiates the whole operation. They know that they're the quarterback. Uh, they, they, they just know. Like, they, there's no one else there to really try to take their job. So it's easy for them to want to initiate this stuff. And then the final thing we have to talk about today is the, the Jets have traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers for three draft picks. So this one... Kind of surprised me, kind of didn't. So Sam Darnold's days of being the thought of the thought of at the time the quarterback for the Jets has now ended. Twenty-three year old Darnold, former also a former number three overall pick, will now be taking his somewhat talent to Carolina. And uh, we'll be restarting over there. So, excuse me, damn. So, Darnold has been traded from the Jets to the Panthers in exchange for a 20, 20, 2021 NFL draft sixth-round pick, number 226, and then plus another second and a fourth-round selection in the 2022 draft. NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport has reported Monday the Panthers soon thereafter confirmed the acquisition of Darnold. The Panthers, who still have 2020 starter Teddy Bridgewater on the roster, were the sole suitor for Darnold and had been strong suitors for Texas Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. 
but a transition to Darnold. Darnold now takes the starting reins for the Panthers, while Carolina will look to trade Bridgewater or adjust his contract. Rep report uh, reported Bridgewater is on the second year of a three-year, $63 million contract signed last offseason. And this is what Matt Rule had to say, head coach. Quote, I just think in the offense with offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Oh, wait. This is what – oh, I'm, I'm sorry. This is what general manager Scott Scott Fitterer said with head coach. Uh, so, quote, I just think in this offense, offense with offensive coordinator Joe Brady with head coach Matt Rule, the weapons head that we have around him, that he can take that next step with us. Just kind of looking overall where we were at with the draft, the position we're in, I was really ex- uh, I was really excited to add somebody of Sam's caliber to our team. End quote. So the Jets who took Darnold out of USC, USC with the third pick in the 2018 draft have officially moved on from the former Trojan standout with all eyes on the prize of the number two overall pick in the upcoming draft. Well, they'll presumably take their next hopeful franchise signal caller. So this is what Joe Douglas had to say, Jets general manager. I want a uh, quote. I want to publicly acknowledge the commitment, dedication, and professionalism Sam displayed while with the Jets. He is a tough-minded, talented football player whose NFL story has not been written yet. While all these things are true, this move is in the short and long-term best interest for the for both this team and him. We thank Sam for all of his work and on behalf of this organization, and wish him well as he continues his career. End quote. It would seem likely the Panthers. Would exercise Darnold's fifth-year option, so they're most likely going to exercise that. Now I have until May third to make the decision. With the quarterback projected to make eighteen point eight hundred fifty-eight million dollars per over the cap, and that—that's per over the cap. Uh, excuse me. So let me find where am I at? So Sam Darnold is now just hitting the final year of his rookie deal with $4.8 million due and will account for $5 million against uh, New York's 21 cap hit, or 21's cap. I don't exactly know his contract. Does he have a, I guess he, well, if the team has Tom third, then that's most likely, well, yeah, then... Then that's a that's a team option. Then so they got it. They got to exercise that option. I mean, saying that they saying that they traded for the guy, I would assume that they'd pick up his option instead of letting him walk. I mean, I would assume they'd pick it up. It would make sense. I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't. So. As for Teddy Bridgewater, now you go back to Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater produced 3,733 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 11 picks, and 15 starts for the Carolina Panthers in 2020. Fitterer said he talked about Bridgewater on Monday along with the quarterback's representation. Um, I saw that's just kind of getting into Teddy Bridgewater now, so... Um, yeah, I mean, what I wanted to say about this is I definitely think 
that they're going to go ahead and pick up Zach Wilson, you know, out of BYU, right? I think it's BYU. I just want to make sure I have the right college. I'm pretty sure. Yep, BYU, Zach. Okay. I, I, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, so, I mean, because you have, I, I just, you see it all over the news, you know, all over the, the sports news channels and stuff, and Zach Wilson to the Jets, and it just, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I personally see it coming. I want to see this. Hold up. I just want to kind of see what some of these teams or what some of these guys have players at. Yeah, I mean, you got every... You got pretty much every one of these... You got every one of these mock drafts guys putting Zach Wilson to the Jets. I just think he personally makes a good fit the way that he plays. You know, I watched him at his I watched his pro day on TV and he you know, he made a lot of a lot of throws that I feel like the Jets love to throw. You know, he 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 he's got I feel like with what Based on what the Jets like to do with Sam, let me restart that. Let me rephrase that. Based on what the Jets were trying to do with Sam Darnold, like the way that they had him throw, I saw a lot of that in Zach Wilson, and I just saw the way that he throws in perfectly fitting with the Jets. I think that that scrambler slash Sam Darnold scrambled. I mean, he could. I thought he was more pocket. Personally, I think he was more pocket, but I mean, he did, he could scramble if needed, and he did every once in a while. I'm not every once in a while, but he did scramble, and I, I just, you know, I I just saw so much of the New York Jets in Zach Wilson, like that is like that's gonna be the team, and yeah, I don't know what else to really say. I just. You know, I was you know the the thing the thing that just got me the most is, for whatever reason, and this isn't this wasn't even just with Sam Darnold, but I've seen the Jets so much in the past. They like to have their quarterbacks throw on the run, and I've seen that back with like, I don't even I you know, I'm trying to think of. Some guys can't really think on the top of my head, but um, it's gonna bother me now. I can't think of a former Jet quarter. I don't know why. Anyway, some uh, some Jet quarterbacks. I've you know I've seen the Jets 
like to throw on the run. Zach Wilson does that perfectly. Seen him at his pro day. They also like to go deep every once in a while. Seen him go deep, hit him right on the money. And I just saw everything, you know, just fit so perfectly with the – just he would fit so perfectly with them. And I, I – I, I'm going to be excited if he goes to the Jets because I, I think that he can – Although I don't like the Jets because I'm a Patriots fan, but I think that adding Zach Wilson will really, really boost your offense. And I think that if you're the Jets, you know that he's going to do you really, really well. And so... Welcome back, guys, to the 4 Cooplin Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Tuesday. So, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for the support recently on the episodes. I uh, really, really, really do appreciate it, guys. I, I, I really don't know what to say. Um, it, 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 you know, you wouldn't think so, but it really does drive me to really want to keep making episodes when it gets when it does, when it does well, and, uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much, and, um, yeah, so, just a couple things here, we only have three things to talk about, but, um, so, yeah, let's get right into today's episode, so, oh, that's what I was gonna say first, first off, I was gonna say, before we started, I was gonna ask if you guys can, I'm going to have all my social links down below. Let me know what you guys think about today's episode. Let me know what you guys if you guys liked it. And then, also, please make sure to rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. Again, it just helps me kind of... It just kind of helps spread the podcast around. It kind of helps promote it a little bit more. It helps promote it on the platform when it gets a good rating. So if you guys... I would appreciate it if you guys could go ahead and rate the podcast if you guys like it or not on Google and Apple 